this evening I want to talk about how important I feel it is that we do the work that's necessary to uphold and maintain and nourish our connection to what we consider to be sacred in life. The ease with which or the willingness we seem to have to allow a degree of numbness to come upon us and to come to a place where the importance of something sacred or a sense of sacred sort of fades from our radar. It happens very easily to us. I would say that almost everyone I've ever instructed in meditation and who I've known for a few years um, has had the experience of periods where they feel very, very connected to their spiritual life, uh, the sacred in life, a sense of devotion, reverence to something that they hold dear to them. Making practice and spiritual reflection an important part of life for periods and then periods when practice breaks down for one reason or another, we become overwhelmed or smothered or intoxicated in our worldly concerns and we lose that connection and we go through periods of time and sometimes years where we don't make that connection and we feel somewhat adrift and we feel we know inside something's lacking, but we often find it hard to galvanize ourselves, to reinstill in ourselves the energy to make that connection again, which is why the value of going away on retreat is so great, because if we've lost our practice, if it's fallen down, if we've lost our momentum and we feel despondent, going away on retreat is such a a precious opportunity to relight that spiritual fire in us. And of course now we are, we, we're not able to do that the same way. So having community, a Sangha, who are there to encourage us, and these gatherings, a place where we can just turn up together, maybe you haven't been for a couple of weeks and you just turn up and you sit and we meditate together, some way of encouraging each other to stick at this because we all know, although we do forget from time to time, that honoring the sacred aspect of life is what gives life its real sense of meaning and that we do feel somewhat lacking, quite often tremendously lacking, when we lose that thread. So, yes, this working really hard to avoid allowing ourselves to fall into numbness, it's really worth working very hard at. You know, I get asked so often, what's the most important practice? Well, you know, I used to, 15 years ago or 20 years ago, I debate with people whether they should practice this meditation or that meditation. But you know what is the most important practice for all of you now? The most important practice for you now 
is to not touch your technology for an hour and a half after waking up and to not touch it for an hour at least before you go to bed. Certainly to not hold your phone in your hand while you are emerging from rest and entering into rest. I would say that is the most important practice. If you meditate every day and carry your phone on your body all day long, and play text tennis with your friends until you drop into sleep, you will not make the connection that we're all hoping to make through our practice. So, you know, we do have things in our lives, we live our lives at a pace that allow, that not allows, that inclines us towards this degree of numbness. And, you know, the richness of life that we all long for comes upon us in the high end of our consciousness. So, you know, it's no good just meditating every day while you keep your system shut down because that mechanism that touches that delicate part of our experience that moves and inspires us gets smothered by the pace that we live our lives, by the technology we surround ourselves with. So that the things that used to enrich us don't necessarily do it. So alongside my encouraging you to do your practice, to do your meditation, to take care of yourselves, to rest properly, to not overexert yourself to the point where you aren't getting enough genuine restorative rest, these kind of things, you know, really slowing down the pace at which you live is probably your most important practice. So this evening, let's have a listen to a talk on our discourse, on our search for meaning, and just how important it is to stay in touch with that spiritual fire in our hearts. So, yeah, sit back, relax, enjoy. When we were talking just now, felt so much compassion and love for everybody. And thinking about this issue that was raised, about this feeling of numbness that people are feeling, and how, oh, you know, it's really, really worth fighting to overcome that and working to reclaim your the deepest part of your heart and its capacity to feel. Earlier on today I talked to you about the three roots of mind and explained how none of us are inherently greed or aversion rooted that it is all 
in truth, when it does arise in us, selfishness of any kind, it is all a reflection of ignorance, of not understanding or some kind of confusion. But what, in truth, we're missing, which if we weren't missing it, we would not feel greed or aversion or selfishness, is that connection, not just to the stillness of the room that I'm asking you to tune into, but what actually that stillness contains. Because when we do touch that place, when we do get to the place that we are really in touch with what is the deepest part of our heart, we know that there's nothing lacking. Nothing lacking. And the tragedy is that we would feel that we get to the place where we feel there is so much lacking. I mean, particularly when we have such an extraordinary life that is so unfathomably rare. And it's, it's completely understandable that we feel something is lacking all the time, but we don't know where to look to find what feels to be missing. And we run around like rabbits in a spotlight or whatever, in any direction, looking for something that's going to give that meaning to my life. That means I can just settle down now and get on with it. That search can go on for our whole life, often does. When that connection is lacking in us, why would we think to look for it in a quiet moment when nothing of any particular interest is going on? We wouldn't. It's quite possibly the last place that we would look. And so it's not in the slightest bit confusing or it's completely to be expected that we as humanity would have turned every stone over that we could possibly turn over in the search for something that is going to be ultimately meaningful to us. And goodness me, haven't we unturned a few stones in that search? And it feels almost that the more stones we unturn, the more rabbit holes we go down, the further away from that deepest part of us we get. You know, you're an extraordinary group of people that with everything you've got going for you in your life and all the distractions and all the worldly possibilities, that it would occur to you 
that to come and sit quietly for a week and to take the time which isn't easy to find would be something that would, somewhere there's something in you that knows that there's something meaningful to be found there. And so, of course, that you make the effort to come and you put forth the effort to learn and you try with your meditation and that you feel that numbness. Yeah, you know, I feel deeply that. So, you know, this evening I want to say to you that whatever else you choose to do in your life, doing whatever you have to do to end that numbness is what you should do. Because I promise you, when it's gone, your quest for meaning in your life will be over and you'll understand what you came here for. I know that you can sit on the deck out there and watch the sunset over that beautiful valley and still find it beautiful. And if your meditation has gone well, you'll feel a stillness within you to a degree. But when you really touch that stillness and when there is nothing between you and that stillness, you'll understand that it is not empty and that it is far from just stillness. There is an intelligence that sits in the background behind your lives that is so profound and so full of love and somewhere inside you all know that it's there. Or if you don't realize you know, it's only because you've forgotten. But somewhere you know. Because it's the very ground of who and what you are. All of you. Not some of you. Not some saint sitting on the top of a mountain or in a deep forest. Every single one of us. Without exception. And the reason that we go away to these quiet places, to these mountaintops, to these forests, throughout history, <coughs> let alone now, when goodness me, there are distractions, but forever folk have done it, it's because somewhere inside something draws them to a truth that they know is there somewhere. And actually, there is a reason that when they find it, they quite often stay. Because when you find, really, what is the true nature of your being, what is the ground that your life actually stands upon, regardless of what you think it is, you'll know that it doesn't matter where you are. You'll know that just to be alive is profoundly moving and deeply meaningful, and extraordinary. And all the things that you think you have to add to it to make it something special is only because you didn't spot what it actually is. So, honestly, if you have started 
to look beyond the appearance of things or started that journey, don't stop. Even if it's incredibly hard work and even if you get knocked sideways many times, please do not stop. Because when you have found that, all of your needs will have been met. All of your confusion will be over. And you'll realize what an unbelievable, extraordinary thing it is that you're alive right now. And how many unbelievable opportunities there are to do something with that life. real thing that we have forgotten, the ignorance that is the cause for all this chaos that we get ourselves in, is just the losing that connection to what lies in that stillness when you really touch it, touch it deeply. It's not an empty space, my friends. It is an emptiness that contains that profound, unfathomable love that is the basis for everything you see around you all the time. And it's the basis for you. And you know that that's in your heart, you've just forgotten it. Or you've just somehow found yourself in a state of disconnect and that the answer is so much more simple than you might have thought it is. Because when you've found it again, you'll know that all that's left to do in your life is to share that with everybody you possibly can, in any way you possibly can. And that the things that you thought you needed, you really don't need. To get to that place where you know that your real needs have been met long ago, It's the answer to all that running around, those sleepless nights, wondering what on earth I'm supposed to do with my life. What you're supposed to do with your life is to be a testimony to what it is to actually really be a human being. To express it, to live it, so that those around you get a flavor of it, a taste of it. Because there is so much confusion in the world right now, and you are not that confused. So if you do still feel numb, then use that numbness as a marker to prompt you to make changes in your life and find your way to the place where you aren't numb anymore. Because when you stop feeling numb, 
you won't need to sit before a teacher like me explaining to you how and why to meditate. You'll know exactly what you have to do. And you'll go and do it. In your way, in your imaginative, creative way, you'll go and do what you came here to do. So don't let anybody tell you that the time you spent trying to reconnect your heart is an act of vanity or a waste of your time. Because it is not. So I encourage you, whatever it is you've got to do, to find that again, you should do it. Because goodness me, this world needs people like you to go and find that and share it with the next guy. You know, you can't have everything. But you don't need everything. The only thing you really need is to know that you're connected to your own heart. Because that's how you're connected to everybody else around you, whether they are the most extraordinary human being on the planet, or the one in the greatest state of despair, when you're connected at your own heart, you will know that you're connected to everyone. The basis of the Buddha's heart, or the heart of the greatest saints that ever walked upon this planet, is exactly the same as your heart. When you get in touch, you will get in touch with exactly the same thing that they did. And you will have the same longing to share that love that they felt. That's what you came here for. So, if you have to work hard at it, work at it. If you have to make choices and compromises, do so. But don't give up. Don't get disheartened because it might be a little harder than you hoped. It is worth giving every ounce of your energy to. But you won't. You won't have to do that. But you will have to make some choices. And you will have to make an agreement with yourself that you are going to honour yourself. Not in a selfish please tell me how I can get what I want kind of way, that you're just going to honour yourself as a human being. And the knowledge that the life that you have is precious. And it might be a long time before you get another crack at it. So if you find other people around you wondering what on earth you think you're doing, trying to meditate or going away on retreat, don't worry. You know, somewhere inside you know. Even if it's hard, you already know. I just want you to sit. Just sit. You don't even need, wherever you are right now, I don't, you don't need to sit cross-legged, just stay where you are. Exactly where you are. Just calm yourself. 
and ask yourself if you don't know that what I'm saying is true. Ask your heart what you are truly longing for. And you'll know that it's peace. With that part of your heart, just tune in. Rest in the stillness that is never not there until you can feel the love that it contains. 